It's Tracy, and I am back for another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. This is our chat and discussion episode with super producer Alex. How are you? Hey, Tracy. Thanks for having me. It's good to now, be back. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's been a month, just about. And with, between my travel and your travel, you just got back from Malta and your kitchen remodel. Mm -hmm. We just haven't done one of these, and I am super excited. I was looking forward to this all day. Well, fantastic, and I'm glad to be here, and it, and it feels a little strange coming back in since we haven't, I don't think we've actually gotten on board to discuss anything for like a month. At least, at least Is a month. The, yeah, because yeah. we did, it just hasn't worked. So it's kind of like a little break, but we are back. We're back. And, uh, and I think we got some new listeners out there. So uh, the first thing we got to do, though, is we got a little bit of thanks that we got to give because someone named NR bought us a coffee. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So let's let's come up with a name for MR. What what is NR? Or stand NR for? like like NR. I don't know. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I can't tell. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm super excited, and um, we're we're always thrilled when people help fund the show, and that's. Uh, how they do it is just a little donation about the size of a cup of coffee. And they bought us a cup of coffee. So it keeps the show going because we don't have advertisers. And um, we're just super excited when people are moved enough to help us out. And generally, we're pretty broke anyway. NR, thank you so much. And anybody else that wants to jump on board, if you look in the show notes, which is the show description, wherever you get your podcast, mm -hmm. you'll find a link there that takes you to the little donation bin, which is buy us a cup of coffee. And uh, thanks in advance from us. It really goes a long way to help us keeping this on the air. We sure appreciate it. Yeah. And, and it makes us unbelievably happy to get a small donation. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. Speaking of, when I was in Malta, I had coffee again. You did. I hadn't had coffee in probably five years. Yeah. Was it good? Was it good over there? It was well. Yeah, and then I, I uh, then painted all the houses on the block. <laughs> you did in Malta. You just started <laughs> painting. You had so much energy. I had a couple shots. Or I had a double shot of espresso, and I was like, "Wow, that's really good." I'm going to go paint something. Um, well, I'm surprised you didn't just build a new house. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I probably should have rebuilt the whole island while I was there. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a uh, it, it was nice to do, and uh, I'm now away from it because it still makes my belly stick out for some weird reason. I don't know, I've got some weird allergy to that stuff. Hmm. Well, anyway, coffee um, was fun for a week. Coffee's fun, and and here, here's a little clue: we don't actually buy coffee with your donations. It's just about the amount of a cup of coffee is what a donation we, is. We would buy a cup of coffee, but Tracy hoards all the money. She's I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but, but thank I, you for that yes, yes thanks for that thanks for the coffee nr we love you and mm -hmm. um so some of the reason that that we've been on a little delay here i've been gone i was in anaheim i spoke out there mm -hmm. to the association of legal assistants they um they run legal offices so they're not the lawyers but anaheim, they is that like orange county california is that what yep yeah i was out in anaheim and um one of the people there the office was in charge of the britney spears conservatorship oh really yeah they do real stuff like a lot of um entertainment and things like that. it was pretty fascinating talking to them so and they have anything interesting to say about britney spears well they couldn't really <laughs> say a lot because you know the client thing but sure. um but it was going on and it was right there. So that was interesting. And then I went down to Austin and here's, I spoke to the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors, the Texas mm. chapter. And uh, I, I, the whole idea was that I was going to speak on lie detection, 
the body language of deception. And then they were going to go over to the Capitol and meet with their reps <laughs> to okay. see who was lying or not. And so, so here's what happened. I did my talk. It went good. I got a standing ovation, which I just love. And then the lobbyist came up that they had hired to help them get their, some of their initiatives passed, right? Or and on the radar of the representative. Sure. And there was about a 15 minute discussion about the proper way to bring your gun into the Capitol, because apparently that's okay in Texas. <laughs> we were, I got nothing on that. I, I was sitting there in shock. I've never, now I'm all for gun rights and everything, but I just don't know why. I don't know if anyone there actually had a gun, but it was a very big discussion. And some of the women were raising their hands. And they said, well, what about uh, my big knife and my purse? And I was, I was just like, what is going on here? Uh. Just put your knife away. Like, I don't think you need to bring it to the Capitol. But um, there's Why a separate. Why would somebody need a gun on the Capitol floor of Texas? I don't know. I don't know. And it was more in the offices than on the floor, just to be clear because what they did was they decided that they were going to divide and conquer so they set meetings with all the different representatives and just split people out and was like here's your talking points go and and they conquered the capital that way apparently i don't know how many of them had guns but i was very surprised at the conversation and i guess there's a separate entrance in the texas capital where you can just go if you have a gun and that's how they do it Okay, well, you know, maybe that has something to do with their success, the fact that they were all packing. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, was, it was fascinating. So it's just a little word to the, you know, those who are curious, if you need to take a gun to the Texas Capitol, go right ahead. There's a procedure for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, And then this other thing happened while you were gone, which I think it started to happen before you left, um, is that I turned into a TikTok star. Oh, really? Did you get the tights? The, the tights no it doesn't come with tights or cape do we get to see it, this <laughs> no everybody i'll tell you who saw it a million and a half people saw it and, and i were you dancing in the tights no the i time? was not dancing i was doing body language analysis mostly uh -huh. of harry and megan the uh, -huh. uh prince and uh duchess of england we all know who they are yes yeah well just you know in case there's a couple of people who might not <laughs> and um here's the deal i'm telling you here's the deal I got a million and a half views in two weeks, and then they turned my account off. Why did they turn your account off? I, all they did was sent me a form letter that said something about integrity. And in most of the videos, except I, I put out seven videos probably, in all but two of them, I didn't even talk. All I did was shake my head no. That's all I did. <laughs> and while a video of Harry and or Megan played showing deception. Uh -huh. And... I woke up exactly two weeks in and I got this form letter, which I appealed. And then I got another form letter that said, no, we're not turning it on now. We're not turning it back on ever. And you're done. So basically, <laughs> Dr. Seuss wrote your appeal. Uh, yeah, that's what it's well, it okay, so You cannot have it then. You cannot have it on a train. You cannot have it on a plane. It's true. That's that's about what it said. And I ended and I'm like, I'm confounded by this. I'm like, what is going on? And I talked to a friend of mine who is a little bit in the know of social media. And he said, I bet Harry and Megan have a team that scrub that is scrubbing the Internet of anything they don't like about them. I'm sure they do. And so we tested this theory 
you cannot find anything potentially that Harry and Meghan wouldn't like about themselves on TikTok. TikTok has been completely scrubbed of anything Harry and Meghan that's not 100% positive. No kidding. Yeah. I wonder how they got that pull or if they're finding ways to go through the normal channels with these social media operations to say that, yeah, this violates your terms and conditions. Please remove. I bet they hired someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, they yeah. must have. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's a I smart got move if you think about it. Do what? It's a smart move if you think about it. Well, it is for them. It's kind of lame for me, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or possibly I would, I had good things to say about them in some videos, but they took my whole channel, the whole thing. Took and the whole channel down. Yeah. Yeah. You have not, been taken down by royalty and there's nothing you can do about it. Young that man. is a hundred percent true. <clears throat> but here's the other thing. It happened on the same day that that um, Chinese balloon flew over Kansas city and mm -hmm. uh, which I happened to be in Kansas city. And so I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. I wonder if Harry and Megan sent that balloon for me. Do you think the two are somehow related? Harry and Megan had anything to do with the balloon. It had to be, it was too coincidental. Hmm. Okay, we might be going down the conspiracy rabbit hole here. It's possible. Okay, however, however, it it was it it did actually match the timing. Okay, but I decided because I'm really curious about these balloons, mm -hmm. and you know, since we've been on a delay, we haven't really talked about the balloons, right? And um, here's the deal: we have someone very close to the show who's in the know about balloons, and. Um, they happen to be in the aerospace industry, and I found out about these balloons. Now, this balloon... Is this that, someone we both know? It is someone that, that we both know who I cannot say who it is. Here's the thing about these balloons. So that balloon, the Chinese balloon, which was carrying a apparatus, like for pictures and surveillance and whatever, it was about the size of a small jetliner, like, like a regional jet. Right. That's what they said. Do we know what it was carrying at this point? Well, they didn't really say, but right. it, the whole thing seemed a little silly to me because they have satellites that can take a picture of a quarter in your hand. Exactly. Uh, OK, so <clears throat> doesn't matter. But apparently that balloon was very, very small because there's other balloons that go up to test I guess, high altitude operation of some sensitive equipment. Mm -hmm. And apparently when they unroll these balloons on the balloon runway, when they just unroll them before they air them up, quarter mile long. Yeah, I could see that. I knew somebody, or I should say, I know somebody who had a job with, uh, I don't know if it's Tesla or Google or whomever, but they were, they were putting up, it must've been, Elon Musk or, or SpaceX, but they were putting up those satellites mm -hmm. um, for the, the internet access. And you see the big long stream of them. Oh yeah. In the sky. I forget mm -hmm. what that was, but so he was putting up, he was setting up balloons and, uh, and doing internet that way. Uh, so he was part of that team doing that, or maybe they were just testing them, but yeah, he had mentioned some stuff about just crazy stuff with those balloons and that they are absolutely massive in size and they're tall and mm -hmm. skinny. Like we think of balloons like hot air balloons that people ride in under a basket mm -hmm. and or in the basket, I should say. But right. um, yeah, these things are like these really long teardrop shaped looking things. They're kind of fascinating. Yeah, they are. And apparently they can take them <clears throat> up and down fairly, fairly quickly and test stuff out and put them back up again. And things how do like they that. remote control that stuff? That's another question. But That's another question. I can I can find out. But a lot of them are on a string. Really? Yeah. Well, that seems like the simplest way to do it. You got one guy standing down below with a kite. Yeah. And he's got with the little string. roller in his hand. It looks like a fish reel. <laughs> Just yeah. like a three-year-old. A three I got the balloon here. 
three-year-old with a red balloon same yeah, thing this is the same guy who you know back in college was driving around in his honda with a queen bed on top and he's just got one arm out the window <laughs> hooking onto the mattress on his on the, on the roof of his car you're like no i got this thing Moving no way it can escape my grip no mm -hmm. way <laughs> uh, yeah same thing same thing totally mm -hmm. so, so um so there's that but then there's also i found out from this same individual because you know what else has been in the news lately is classified document handling that has been in the news quite a bit mm -hmm. yes and you got this, any opinions on that well i don't have opinions but i got facts and so uh here's the i ain't got any facts but i got a lot of opinion well you know that we need both <laughs> <laughs> we need both and okay so here's the deal is that these classified documents and this is from the same uh balloon informant that we uh -huh. have is uh apparently they have to be if they're outside of the classified area they have to be in a bag that's kind of like you know when you go to a concert and they make you put your cell phone in one of those little bags no and they seal it up you never been to one of those concerts they do it a lot at comedy shows they make you put your phone in this oh, little so you bag don't video it yeah yeah and they lock it and they give you the bag and then when you leave you can get them to unlock it so if you're outside the classified area you have to have your document in one of those bags and you have to be with somebody else so it's dual controls okay yeah and so this is how classified documents are supposed to be handled right but trump pence and biden they've all had them found at their house just probably i don't know scattered around in the garage or whatever they do with them and uh so anyway that's just a little note because they never really tell you on the news exactly how you're supposed to handle the documents and but yet, that's how you're supposed to do it nobody has found anything at hillary's place weird amazing after mm -hmm. all of her email shenanigans amazing <laughs> amazing all they found at her place was that whole server which this same individual would have been fired for so um <laughs> which ironically the secret service set up that server with her but that's a different issue altogether. <laughs> it, is, it is different um and so uh but you know what i did you know what i did last week hmm. i took an interrogation class oh really i didn't know that yeah so i am ready to interrogate you now okay well it's uh, it's unfortunate that i need to go <laughs> Isn't i'm, I'm it sorry we're, we're out of time now <laughs> which is a, a pretty good sign of deception so you think <laughs> yeah <laughs> look yeah. who i got you got big you're i got intern. the biggest or yeah the now here's the deal another reason why we were a little delayed in uh new podcast is because we lost our intern we lost our intern annie we did we lost little annie the pity bowl mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, she would been with me for eight nine years something like that we think she was 10 or 11 and uh, uh she got cancer and it was just time to do what needed to be done and yeah that still breaks me up but um sent her to a better place and and that was the object of the game well you're better at the life and death cycle than i am and, I have this and, weird idea about death that nothing really dies. It just moves on to the next stage of whatever it is that we do. Um, so that's that's how I justify that. I'd look at it like I just sent her on. You know, maybe she came back as another puppy. She got a whole new body. That's easier for me to think of it that way. Absolutely. But we miss her. We do. We do. So, we miss her. Annabelle. Yeah. But now we got Big. Who is it? Is it a is he? She? Is it a poodle? It is a he. He identifies as a he. Uh huh. Or sometimes it's just a thing or an it it doesn't really know uh -huh. um, we love big big is i didn't Are hear you... that you didn't hear that okay uh -huh. he was he was talking to us but big is a is a full-blown doodle dog labradoodle dog 
and um, he's as sweet as he could be. He's also kind of dumb as a board. Oh, <laughs> I'm a dummy. I'm a big dummy. <laughs> but uh, it's impossible not to love him because he's as cute as he could be, and he's a great dog, and he's here on loan to cushion the blow. Oh, well, good. I can tell y'all are getting along good over there. We're getting along just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. I think, should we, should we do our taste testing? Because we were going to do some. Oh, you've got a gift from me. Mm -hmm. All right. So I finally get to return the favor. All right. Let's, let's bring everybody up to speed on this. Yes. Um, Periodically I get, uh, I get gifts uh, from, from Tracy for certain things like, you know, birthdays or Christmas or whatever. And, I usually dread those gifts because they're going to be some form of punishment disguised as a gift. They're sent is, with love. Yeah, that's what a, a gift from Tracy is. Um, so, <laughs> so if you remember a couple of episodes back, we had um, Tracy had given me my Christmas gift, and that was two sodas mm-hmm. um, that were, or maybe it was three. I can't remember. There was and, two, two sodas. Yeah, and so I have given those back to her for her. So. I don't want to. I don't want to hog all the love. I want her the opportunity to have the opportunity to taste these things. Well, let's talk about the sodas. Yeah, um, what flavors are they again? We have ranch dressing soda because we were talking about fraud from uh, mac and cheese, and so I thought this would be a good addition to that. Like Kraft mac and cheese had some fraudulent um, directions about how long it, it took to cook them. All right, uh, let me just get this out there. We'll mm-hmm. come right back to that in a sec. But just for the record, we need to discuss at some point the uh, the fraud implications of the two bank failures that happened yesterday. So yesterday being Monday the 13th of yeah, March. Yeah, Silicon Valley Bank and another one. And what's the, uh, I forget what the other one was, but uh, mm-hmm. they just, the, yeah, that, that one just came up yesterday. But it's possible we're headed for a real banking uh, I don't want to say crisis if that's the right word, but uh, we got some, some turbulence. Yeah, we got some turbulence on the uh, on the horizon. We do. Anyway, yeah. we'll come back to, to that. Well, that has to do with the interest rates, and I'm sure. But I'll I'll hear some stuff. SVB and- Silicon Valley Bank, right before they came out saying that they had these problems, paid some very big bonuses to their executives. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, and then suddenly went insolvent. What a coincidence. Oh, wow. Is this fraud or are these legitimate performance bonuses? Something worth talking about at another time. Well, we're going to find out about that for yeah. sure. So you're drinking sodas. Today I am drinking sodas. I have ranch dressing soda. Mm-hmm. I have dirt soda shoveled and bottled in the USA. Yes, ma'am. And I also have fried chicken hard candy. All right. Why don't you start with the fried chicken candy, and then you can wash it down with one of the sodas. Okay. I'm going to start on this because, remember, we're talking about fraud. Is it false advertising or not? Here we go. Um, unwrapping these. Now, Alex has already sampled the fried chicken candy. Hang on. I'm going to smell it here. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh-huh. It is every bit as good as you think it's going to be. It smells like it smells like ahead. dark treats. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. 100% Gainsburger. How is that? The taste should be hitting you right about now. Oh, it is. And yes, it tastes it like is. fried chicken. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh. Okay, hang on. I'm done with that. <laughs> Yikes. Someone did a really good job on that. <laughs> we should have a little contest. Each of us pop one of those in our mouth and we'll see who lasts the longest. I'm not going to last very long. Actually, it, it's not bad. It's just not what you expect out of your hard candy. Yeah. 
So fried chicken candy, you can get this online and Alex is going to eat the rest of this because nope. I got about 10 little pieces of it left here. Okay. So uh, next up, should I do the ranch dressing soda or the dirt soda? Because well, I'm going to give ranch dressing. I'm going to give I think this, I tried the dirt. I'm going to get this uh, fried chicken candy. I'm going to give this an A plus for fried chickenness. Okay. And a D for if I want it or not. So here we go. I'm getting this uh, thing here. All right, ranch dressing soda. Here we go. The smell. Uh oh, I'm a little worried after even just the There's smell. There's nothing okay. to worry about. There, there is. Here we go. What could possibly go wrong here? It's not bad. It, it's a it's a little bit of a flavored sprite. Okay. I don't want the whole thing. I, I'm gonna have another little sip. Okay, I don't want any more sips than that. Uh, but, <laughs> but definitely an interesting flavor. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give this an A plus on. Um, is it a fraud or is it I'm actual ranch yes. soda? No, I, it it says that on. It's not. No, it's not ranch soda. It's it ha, It's a little bit more savory, like a sprite. Okay. So it's palatable. It's it's not. It's not bad. It's just not ranch dressing. So that one, we're going to give a fail. We're going to give fraud. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, dirt soda go for the shoveled, dirt. shoveled and bottled in the USA. Oh, it smells a little, a little bit licorice -y. Okay, let me smell it. Let me taste it here. Here we go. It's not bad. It's not dirt. <laughs> it's not dirt. I, I've had some stuff that tastes like dirt, and this is not it. It's sweet. You know, if you if you grew up as a kid drinking uh, water out of the uh, out of the hose in the yard, mm -hmm. that pretty much tastes like dirt. And I'm sure there's a, a significant dirt quotient to it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not bad. I don't think I want any more of it, but it's not good. But I, I... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, I got these downtown at this place called Rocket Fizz, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, it's it's edible, I suppose, but um, <laughs> I'm going to give, you know, for actual like performance, I'm going to give the uh, fried chicken candy. I'm giving that an A plus. I still don't want it. Mm -hmm. The ranch dressing and dirt soda. Um, no, no on those. Neither, neither <laughs> it's one. a hard no. Yeah. Neither well, one okay. tastes like, like as advertised. We can now move on to you opening your Christmas gift from me. Which oh, right. Okay, hang on. I got to put these today. away so I don't spill them all over. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, yikes, I'm throwing this uneaten candy out. Oh, okay, here we go. Now, um, okay, let's. so this is an unopened Christmas. Now, I'm a little worried because uh, I saw you on the road the other day, and, you, and then you disappeared, and you turned into the Goodwill parking lot. And so <laughs> I think it might be from there. It's entirely uh, possible. Wait, is it taped shut? It is. It's yeah. taped shut. Hang on. So this is a box with a leather handle. It's like a shoe box. It says duck feet. I don't think that's really what's in here. It's not. It's just a cool box. It is a very cool box. <clears throat> I like cool boxes. So we'll see because uh, did I give you something else for Christmas or was it just this? No, that was it. No, oh, that was it. Okay. Just the dirt candy that or the dirt soda that I got back somehow. I've come know. to have very low expectations. You have very little what? <laughs> Low expectations oh. for my Christmas gift. Well, you know, you you will never forget it. I give unforgettable gifts. Okay, um, here we go. Let's see. Oh, it's wrapped in bubble wrap. Okay. Oh, and tissue paper. Oh yes. 
I have a 1980s fanny pack, but not only that, it's a fanny pack game. I don't know that the game really matters, but tell them, can you describe the color scheme on that the fanny pack? The color is about as 1984 as you can get. So this fanny pack is pink, turquoise, and yellow. I mean, it's basically, it's Miami at night. It is. It is. Or or Dallas in the 80s, which is, you know, perfect. But it's a whole <laughs> game. Um, and I'm going to play this the next time we're together. It's got cards in there and uh, all sorts of things. So you can get your 1980s on. Well, you know, now that I'm building a new kitchen, when I actually finish this thing, I've still got a few, I got about 3% left to go, and that's going to take me a it's month. It's beautiful. Do, but, the kitchen is much better than well, I thought it would be. Well, thank you very much. But when this thing is done, we'll, you know, probably have some sort of a dinner party or something to celebrate it or make it. Oh, I'm something. bringing the fanny and pack And then you'll game. bring the fanny pack game, and uh, and we'll play that. Well, yeah, because the pack is back. It says it right on here. Yes, Actually, it now, you know what they're called? They're called belt bags belt bag yeah and that's and that is for the um discriminating fashionista these days belt bags Got it. Mm -hmm. well, I'm not i sure love this qualify. thank you and we're gonna play it when we <laughs> i'm gonna bring some fried chicken candy and it's gonna go good okay so we have a few um a few crimes to talk about a few things in the news uh -huh. um i think the top one is that the goonies house in Oregon, you know that movie, The Goonies? They were crime fighters. I uh, did not see The Goonies, but what? Yeah, I know the movie. You've never seen it? Never seen it. Oh, my gosh. We're going to watch that while we play the fanny pack game. Uh, so The Goonies, <laughs> they're these kids, and I don't know exactly what they're doing, but they end up like going through all these caves, and, and someone's going to write in and tell us um, more about it. But there's a house where all the kids lived. I think they uh -huh. found a treasure map in the in the attic is what I think. And anyway, so this house was uh, vandalized. The house was vandalized. but And they didn't catch the guy at the time. But they caught a guy stealing a yacht, trying to take it out to sea. The thing lost power and got, got caught in the waves. So it was this emergency rescue. And they figured out that he was actually the guy that vandalize the Goonies house. So two big crimes like right there, like stealing a yacht, vandalizing a house. That's what he did. You know, if you're going to steal a yacht, you want to make sure it's got enough fuel to actually drive away. Well, I think you need to know how to drive it too. That's a whole different problem to, uh -huh. to sort out. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything easy about driving a yacht. Well, if you drive it up this surf that I saw, I'm trying to drive it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, from what I've seen, just in, you know, in movies and TV shows, seeing the interior of that, I mean, it, it looks like a Navy destroyer, like the the actual command post. Of oh that yeah, thing. I mean, that's that's a very complex thing. I imagine it's not a whole lot more complex than flying a 747. It, well, it's it's got a lot of buttons. That's what I yeah. know. Like, yeah, for there are sure. a lot of buttons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh -huh. For sure, which um, is a lot like uh, clothing in the '80s, if you think about it, or fanny packs in the '80s had a lot of clips and straps and buttons. Well, yeah. maybe maybe he was playing the fanny pack game while he was driving the boat. Could be. Maybe it was just an '80s yacht. It could have been. You never know. You never know on these things. But anyway, yeah, Goonies <laughs> house, and I heard that the house just sold. The Goonies house did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and and the guy was gonna put up because they had like this booby trap thing to get in the in the house, uh -huh. and they were, the guy who bought the house was gonna put all that back up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should start doing tours. I imagine that's the idea. Well, you know, I I went to the Field of Dreams house last year. 
Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. In, uh, it's outside of Dubuque, Iowa. And I went there and it was pretty boring. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you do? Uh, there's a house that was in a movie. Now what? Well, they didn't have really any of the props. They had one or two things. And apparently you could Airbnb it. And the baseball field was outside, which uh-huh. is pretty cool. Um, so I have a picture of like the whole scene, but that was kind of, that was kind of it. And they're, they're building some other fields around there so they can have big tournaments and things. But it was a little bit of a, I'm glad I did it, but I don't want to do it again. Okay. I could, I could respect that. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way on the Malta thing. I'm glad that we got to go. We had a great time, but I wouldn't want to go back. I'm surprised y'all didn't jump over to Italy. Um, a little bit more than a jump. So, I mean, yeah. you figure if you're taking a ferry up there for a 20, 25 mile uh-huh. uh, ride through the ocean, um, uh-huh. you know, that's probably, I don't know how long it takes to go 25 miles on, Couple hours. on a ferry, but yeah. yeah. So round trip. Yeah. I mean, that's easily a full day. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, the Southern coast of Sicily, we wouldn't have any way to move around other than just walking once we got there. So, oh. um, mm. yeah, I don't know if that would, we, we thought about it, but we ruled okay. it out. Okay. All right. Well, um, cruising is now legal in California. Cruising. What do you mean? Like cruising your low rider? Down the street with your yeah. low rider? Yeah, right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was, it was illegal for a time and it is back. Cruising is back. You know, how is it that we are freeing the population for cruising but we're busy outlawing, what was it, drag queens reading to children at the library. Well, you can't be a drag queen in Tennessee anymore. Or at least they're thinking about outlawing it. And Dolly Parton said she dressed more risque than any drag queen and hoped yeah, they didn't I outlaw, outlaw her. <laughs> yeah. And she's 100% correct. But she also mm-hmm. has her own uh, theme park. So that gives her a certain amount of latitude to do Well, maybe they'll all go there and perform. Yeah, it could be. But um, it's like, okay. You know, I don't, I don't know what somebody's feelings are about, you know, gay or trans or straight or any of that stuff. I don't, frankly, I just I don't want know people anybody, to be kind. I don't I really don't know why anybody cares. Yeah, what somebody else is wearing. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. But why would I mean these people just wanted to go read to kids and kids want to come and read story? Where well, you think they're going to catch gay? I don't I, know. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. why that's a big deal to somebody. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know. Uh, so we'll keep our eye on what goes on in Tennessee. Um, and I think we should talk about the Murdoch trial a little bit. I am not particularly up on it just because every time I looked at that, it freaked me out. There's something about that, the way that dude looks. It just freaks me out. And I didn't want to follow it at all. But I, I understand the bones of it. Yeah, well, it got to be lawyer versus lawyer. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting to get the clip. Now, what of, do you mean when it say, when you say that it got to be lawyer versus lawyer? Well, okay, so a lot of times... If you're the defendant in a case, you don't testify on your own behalf because they think you'll mess yourself up. For good reason. Sure. Right. And he decided to testify on his own behalf and he messed himself all up. (laughs) And so so that's because he's a lawyer. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Reba said, don't Reba McIntyre, don't trust your soul to know backwoods Southern lawyer. And then here here he is (laughs) stealing (laughs) all this money. I mean, there's a song about it. (laughs) That's right. Welcome to Truth, Lies and Cover Ups, where we quote Reba. Well, you know, it's -hmm. prophetic. I'm saying anyway. Mm -hmm. um, So in this in this case, it gets to be lawyer versus lawyer. And I and I was waiting for this. I wanted him to get to the point on the stand where he said something about how did he kill his kids or not? And sure enough, there he was. And I'll tell you, and, and I kind of knew this before and it was, it was, um, 
brought back in to uh, focus in my interrogation class that I took last week. Mm -hmm. And so here's what he did. He said, they said, did you kill, did you take this gun and kill your wife? He said, no, I did not. As he nodded his head, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. He, through the trial, he did all these confirmation nods, which Mm -hmm. are just little nods. And he did it just a little bit bigger, just a little bit bigger. So you, you can't really take that by itself, like the, the body language and the words not matching. There's a little bit there. But if you dissect it a little bit more, <clears throat> he said, no, I did not. He didn't just say no. So he added up extra words, right? And he took out his contractions. When people why, take so, out their contractions, that can be a sign of deception. And why is it significant that he added words? meaning no, I did not. Well, uh, and this is from the body of work of uh, Pennebaker. I think it's James Pennebaker out of the University of Texas who found that liars say more. So truthful people say less, liars say more. So he could have just said no, but he added in words to sell it a little bit harder. Okay. Right. So and they're so- basically selling it. Yeah, yeah, he's selling it a little bit hard. Sense. And yeah. then they asked him if he killed his son and his wife that way. And for each one, he said, no, I did not. And then he said, like, to distance himself from it, he said, I did not kill my wife or my son. He didn't say their names. And, and a lot of times. how would a father and a mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. who had just experienced a, a brutal trauma of his wife and son being mm-hmm. murdered, mm-hmm. which he claims he did not do, how on earth would he want to distance himself from their names like that? Because he's because he wants to distance himself from the whole situation. What so, I mean is, if he were telling the truth, why on earth would somebody want to distance themselves from that? Oh, exactly, right? Because yeah. you'd want to be close to it as you can be to find the killer. Now, exactly. here's here's the other uh, what I've heard called the smoking gun comment. Mm-hmm. And he did this a lot of times. And he said, what I can tell you is, or what I will tell you is, and then keep going on. And that is a smoking gun that they are not telling you the whole thing. Because it implies there's something that they're not telling you. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. It goes by really fast. So you really have to sharpen up your ears to listen for this stuff. But that's always how it goes. So, um, you know, stuff I knew, it was reinforced in the class. And then we here we saw it in the Murdoch trial. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what I will tell you is this, so that, that ties into one of my pet peeves, which is when somebody you're you're speaking to somebody, you ask them a question, maybe it's a hard question and they preface their response with the word honestly, or frankly, something Mm -hmm. like that. So honestly, I don't know, which makes me wonder if everything else they were telling me that they didn't preface with the word honestly was not honest. Well, okay, so sometimes people have that as their baseline, uh-huh. and they say that all the time. That's just what they say. But when they haven't been saying it, and all of a sudden it pops up, then yeah, you got a you got a situation on your hands. Hmm. I, I suppose it could also be interpreted as that's a question I really don't want to answer honestly because it's going to be embarrassing um, to tell you that I'm wearing adult diapers <laughs> in the office every day, sort of thing. But honestly, yes, I do wear the adult diapers because otherwise I leak. <laughs> I mean, it could be something like that. Like yeah. most of the other questions they asked were were easy. 
and mm -hmm. not challenging. And you ask a challenging question, somebody has to come back and say, well, my honest answer to that, that I don't really want to give is in the affirmative or something mm -hmm. along those lines. Yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, we saw a lot of that from Murdoch. It didn't take him very long to to get there. Now, getting now the thing that's interesting about this um, situation is that he got up there and he he did confess to stealing a lot of money and some and some other things. Now, uh, what that is equivalent to is he's going to turn over one stone or two stones of the pavers. And hope mm -hmm. that you don't overturn the rest of them. So that's that's how they got there with him admitting certain things, but not. So he, is he, that like I'm going to admit to something lesser, hoping that you'll be satisfied? Yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Turning over just a couple stones, hoping you don't turn over the rest of them. So everything that you're describing, the thing that you're observing, this all sounds like cop interrogation 101. Mm -hmm. Like the absolute basic interrogation skills that you'd expect from a cop at a traffic stop. Because well, we, we they utilize all the same thing, and I'm yeah. sure they run into exactly those responses. Well, honestly, or were you speeding? No, no, officer, I was not. I would never speed. God does not like me to speed. I am not a speeder. Exactly. That's the other thing. I go to church. Anybody who knows me knows that I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Right. So all of these things add up. And is it 101? Yes and no, right? Because it seems real basic, and it is. But actually pulling it out of a conversation where you may get sucked in mm -hmm. is a whole other thing. That well, that is a fascinating take on the whole thing. And I I, I couldn't bear to watch the thing because really I just didn't like looking at the dude. He's so weird looking. Um it kind of freaked me out. Well, he but... he used to be a big guy and he's still six four, but now he's skinny. Mm -hmm. He used to be he had that I have three glasses of wine a night look. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah, he I did see the modeled cheeks. I noticed that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so you'd see him, he would hunch over and he looks just totally small and defeated uh -huh. there. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Any other takeaways from that? You know, some of my peers watched this thing nine, 10 hours a day for 28 days in a row. I just didn't have the time to do it. And I just, I prefer giving you the shorter version of what's gone on i'm like put the guy on the stand come on put him on the stand like i want to see yeah what's gone on and you know i hate it that that happened the family's just fraught with death and destruction all over it um but i am glad i got to see that on the stand i think in the defense attorney world that you don't put somebody on the stand unless you don't have any other choice like you're losing that badly and it ain't looking good for you. Okay, this is a Hail Mary. I think that's generally the approach to it. Oh. Yeah, I know. Alex's intern has jumped in his lap. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's an 80 pound dog in my lap. Yes, with a lot of fur. Oh yes, I got a lot of fur on my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. So, so I am glad. Now, they haven't done sentencing, full sentencing on that yet. He got two life terms, but there's a bunch of other charges that they're going to be working on. So, I don't think we've seen the last of this guy. Hmm. Well, two life sentences and more coming. Yeah, I'd say we've probably seen the last of him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, let's see. Anything else on your end? Because I think we can wrap this bad boy up. There's plenty more on my end, but we do need to wrap it up because I have some other things I need to move forward with. Uh, we could possibly get in tomorrow and maybe do some more. I know you've got some interviews we need to intro. Yeah. Um, so, we got yeah, a bunch of really cool. All that up by early next week. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of really cool interviews coming up. So make sure you stay tuned. And we will see y'all later. 
Thank you. Alex? Mm, hey, Tracy. I'm thirsty. Are you thirsty? I am. I got a, I've got a cup of uh, uh, green tea here. It's just not really hitting the mark. You know what I could really use? Mm. I could use a double espresso with a little bit of stevia. What about you? I, uh, I'm a mocha, mocha girl. Mocha. So you're into, the, well, <laughs> of course, because there's chocolate, right? Yeah. I like yeah. Um, coffee flavored sugar milk with chocolate. <laughs> That's basically what it is. I like my chocolate cow. That's yeah, but, <laughs> I got but it. <laughs> you know how people can help us with our needs now. No, and, lay it on me. And they can help the podcast grow and they can buy us a cup of coffee now. Oh, that would be amazing. How do we do that? Well, there is a link in the show notes that uh, basically allows you to donate to the show to help because, uh, you know, it's it's not free to do these. And, uh, and, and I'm expensive. You are expensive. You're the I only am. one making money here, if we're honest. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm wearing my expensive shirt, too. I see. Your shirt has a belly button hole. It's a breathing <clears throat> anyway. hole. We went over this. It's a blowhole. Right, right. So, but... People can keep the craziness going and just buy us a cup of coffee. So just go to the link and you can do it. It's, it's $5 or, or uh, more because, you know, we're thirsty and we got a podcast. And we got bills to pay. We'd love to stay on the air and keep entertaining you guys because, frankly, we do this for, uh, for our own purposes simply because it's a lot of fun. And we hope that you guys get value out of it as well. If you want to show your support or just your appreciation, a cup of coffee would go a long way. Just click the link down in the show notes. And thanks so much from us. 